0: Hello everybody and welcome to another Darwin Cricket Club podcast. Today I'll be your host John Cordingley and we will be talking to club captain Scott Friend. Looking back on his very career so far, starting in his beginnings at Cherry Tree and moving around some different clubs and taking in some new experiences. I hope we'll get to know our club captain just a little bit better by the end of this podcast.
1: Oh hello! Hello there, John. Yeah, okay. I'm well, not too bad, how are you? Yeah, pretty good.
0: Are you I'm ready good. to get podcasted up? Oh yes. Right. So I'll do. I'll do a quick introduction. Yeah. And then we'll we'll go through it. Um. Hopefully, oh, it won't be too long. Yeah. Um. So I've got a a work thing after this. Cool. Um. So we're just going to talk about. Um like your early start and what you remember from when you're young.
1: Yeah.
0: Um then moving to senior cricket and then looking at talking about your county age group stuff. Yeah. Um and then you move away and going to Oral, what why and what happened there and how well you did. And then briefly your stuff down south? Because you didn't play that much, did you?
1: Yeah, no, I didn't, to be honest. Mainly because no. I was doing my exams for my yeah. accounts and stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then when you came to Darwin and what, what's happened since and your impressions of the club. And uh, and then just uh, talking about your captaincy and then just a few questions, a few daffons at the end. So, if you want to speak about anything you talk about here, that's fine. Yeah. Um, great. So. Right, then. We'll get going in a second. No, first time I've ever done this. So well, I yeah, I thought,
1: did lawyer? Lo- is that Lo- is it Lo- is it on it.
0: do it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he said, who do you want to interview? I said, "Uh, I'll probably go with you. But, <laughs> yeah. I've well, some great anecdotes. Oh. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. OK, everybody, we... I'll try and start that again. OK, and welcome to the Darwin Cricket Club podcast and our latest episode. I'm John Cornley your host for today, and I'm going to be talking to our club captain, Scott Friend. We're going to talk about... ..from one side of Blackburn with Darwin to the other. Um, he's also played in the Liverpool comp, represented his county at junior level and went on to play Lancashire second... Uh, according to Crickin, for that is. Um, I'd like to introduce Hello Scott there. Friend. Welcome, Thanks, Scott.
1: John. Looking forward to this.
0: Great to hear from you. Oh, that's good news. Um, how are you doing in the in the lockdown?
1: Yeah, not too bad actually. Uh, work's been pretty steady and constant. Um, it's not changed too much for me, so.
0: I won't do. will be any less being an accountant. Have you got any have you ever got any projects going on at home? Anyone yeah, you to do the, the garden, garden or anything?
1: Long term project. It's taken about eight or nine weeks to finish. Um basically dug half of it up and laid a bit of a patio on myself and built a bench in the corner. So
0: yeah. That's very nice, I've heard it's uh, a little oh, bit yeah. like Love Island I've fire pit, isn't it? Yeah, uh, you have some serious conversations. Yeah, well, uh, with, actually, we've,
1: obviously, we've built it. Uh, the weather's taken a turn for the worse, so
0: I've not actually used it yet. Yeah, well, it's, it's supposed to be looking up, I think, Sunday. So maybe get out there and uh, have a few gins and, and have a relax. Oh, lovely. So we're going to start you uh, your very first memories of cricket. Obviously, you've got Link's, um Historically, with Darwin, for um, your granddad was chairman of the club. Uh, I briefly remember him um, from when I was a young lad. You um, didn't mess about on the ground when uh, your granddad was about an awful lot of people coming on playing football. Uh, obviously, your dad played uh, for Darwin for many years, and your uncle also was a very good cricketer. Um, but you made your start at Cherry Tree. So do you want to talk to us what your first memories of cricket was?
1: Um, yeah, obviously my first memories of cricket really are at Cherry Tree. Um, I know I was involved as a real young child down at Darwin when my dad was still there, but you know I, I was too young to remember any of that. Um, I think sort junior cricket started when I was probably about seven years old. Um, I think it was as early as that when I started playing for the under-11s team when they were really short, you know, just making up numbers, sort of seven and eight. So they're my first memories, yeah, down at Cherry Tree.
0: I mean, I have a memory of you when I was probably about, I don't know, 11 or 12, and uh, a child had got stuck in a car. Now, I don't know if it was you or Mark, um, but I know your (laughs) mum was very stressed (laughs) because one of you was stuck in the car. Uh, Your dad, luckily Darwin were batting, I think your dad must have been out, And everyone was just crowded around the car uh, trying to get this child out. Now, unfortunately, Brian Fish really tried his best trying to tell what looked like a a six-year-old child to pull the button up (laughs) to get out of the car. But that was to no avail. Uh, He would had to smash the window. Uh, Was that you (laughs) or was that Mark?
1: Well, as the story goes, I think it was actually both of us in the car. Um, (laughs) And obviously, me being the eldest, they were trying to get me to pull up the lock, as it was on the cars those days. (laughs) Um, and obviously my mum was in hysterics crying her eyes out because both of us were inside and I think Mark was too young really to understand what was going on but I sort of realised that I was trapped in the car so obviously I started crying and because I was crying I had no idea what people were trying to get me to do Um, so yeah I think the fact that I was crying made my mum feel a lot worse about the whole situation and then afterwards just really embarrassed I presume
0: (laughs) yeah Um... Fantastic. So, um, let's talk about your early start at Cherry Tree. Now, you grew up in a a very, very strong junior section at at Cherry Tree, particularly your sort of year. Can you just talk talk us through the players you played with and what success you had?
1: Yeah, um, we were quite lucky, actually. At the time, there was a lot of um, the dads, as you will, who were all playing, you know, real good first team, second team cricket. There seemed to be a bunch of us who were all the same age um obviously myself and mark who's only one one school year younger um we had Emma in the team as well um we had joe bolton who's made a return to cricket now playing at east Lanks. uh people like jack kennedy who's still at cherry tree um so there was a good, real good group of us core cool group of us who um we, we you know we were just down at the cricket club all the time and I think that's something that everyone has in common. The fact that when you're a kid, you just remember those days being down at the club. It didn't matter if it was a training night on a Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, or if you're actually down there at the weekend, it it was great. I I guess for, um, my dad and, you know, other people's dads and mums as well at that time when, you know, you could almost just take your kids down to a cricket club and just leave them for the full six or seven hours, knowing full well, they'll have a great time and they're in a safe environment. Um, so, yeah, there, there was a good group of us down there.
0: And I, I always find it pretty easy when you've got a good group like that, that when you move up together and you start playing senior cricket together, it makes it that little bit easier because it feels like you're already part of the team because there's a group of you. And it's, it, I think it makes the transition from junior cricket to senior cricket uh, a little bit easier. How, how, how was it when you got started in senior cricket?
1: Yeah, um, I think I was would not say I was lonely, but I think I was the first one to make the jump up properly. Um, you know, we we started as a group, I guess, at third team level, and uh, Paul Doherty was the captain back then. I'm not sure if you know Paul, but you know, he's a great guy. And I still speak to him quite a bit, um, and he he really liked bringing up the juniors. Um, you know, so the people I just mentioned, then myself, Mark, Joe, Hammer. We also started playing third team cricket and you know, not just taking part, but because of, uh, sorry, not just um, filling up the spots but actually having a role to play. Um, you know, like you say, with there being quite a few of us, you know, sometimes five or six making up that uh third team. Um, you know, you we actually had to perform whether it was bowling the eight overs or whatever you could bowl back then or actually opening the batting or batting in the top five. Um it yeah, was good.
0: Yeah, the fact you've got a captain that will support you, I mean, I think that's massive. You know, nobody, no one's going to progress if they're batting nine, ten, and not bowling. So to have someone like that to support you obviously shows that the club were invested in you and that they were willing to let you improve to, to get to the standard you could do.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it stemmed from training nights as well. There, was, there, were, there were a lot of people who were willing to put the time into us, um, which was great at the time. Who
0: were those people? Who who were your coaches mainly at at Cherry?
1: Um, a lot of the time coming up, the the main coach was Mark Butler. Uh, still doing a lot of work, and you know he's quite well known around. Still doing his work at Queggs. So um,
0: yeah, a legend. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. I mean, if, if you've seen his um, the videos he's put on Twitter during lockdown, he's still as keen as ever. Absolutely brilliant oh, enthusiasm.
1: Is. Yeah, he loves it. Um, And I guess that sort of came through when he was coaching us as well at such a young age, Um, almost made it fun. And, you know, he's very knowledgeable about what he's actually telling you, which is, you know, he's quite a big part of it. Um, Other people were Gary Bolton. Obviously, Gary had played quite a high standard of cricket, Um, very good player, everyone respected him as a player. And I think he was still playing first-team cricket for Cherry Tree then. Um, Dave Hayes was another person. Uh, Lee Kennedy obviously my dad was doing a bit just helping out but like I say because there were so many people still playing real competitive cricket first team second team um, you know we sort of looked up to them as kids
0: Brilliant we did just lose you a second there but I think we got the gist of what you were saying Um, so uh, this generation of of players at uh, at Charity quite a few um, county players from there and we're hello oh did you sorry i lost you you lose me right i'll do that again yeah. um so you obviously had a lot of uh, good players and a lot of players that played some county stuff um and the age groups uh do you want to talk about your experiences in the county age group uh, setup? what what age did you um, start
1: at yeah so i started at under 11s um and i know that So me and Joe are the same age, Joe Bolton, we're the same age, so we both started under 11s, but Joe had already played for the under 11s the year before, as a 10-year-old, so I remember going to those trials and, you know, it's quite exciting at the time, obviously it's quite nerve-wracking as well, going to these trials, you don't know anybody, you think, oh, you know, it's Lancashire trials, because all the talk at at that age when you're going through all the junior setup up stuff is, oh, how many likes players have they got? And that sort of defined whether they were a good team. Um, but, yeah, I started at 11s and then, yeah, went all the way through to the under-17s.
0: Yeah, did you actually play in second 11? Because that's what it says on uh, Crick Info.
1: Yeah, I played one game. All right, there you go. Um, you made it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Um, that, to me, also, that was such a good time because... That was during my GCSE year, so I was only 16 at the time. Um, And uh, yeah, I had a call from John Stanworth the week before, just asking, you know, Scott, um, do you fancy playing a game for like Seconds? So I was like, well, you're not going to say no to that, are you? Not yet. um, How did it go? I mean, the experience was great. Uh, I mean, I batted at about number eight, I think, because I was just more filling up the numbers, batted at about seven or eight. Didn't get many runs, um, but yeah, three days. Three days off school, um, got to play with some decent p- players, players that are still playing, like Luke Proctor, Stephen Milani. Um, so yeah, it was good.
0: Yeah, so I had a look at your stats, uh, and your top score for Lancashire was 108, the 17th uh, versus Durham. If that's an accurate stat. Uh,
1: that, <laughs> yeah. 120 was my top score. All oh, right, that well,
0: that's not on the that's not on the system, so that doesn't count. <laughs> so you might as well not bother scoring them. Um, anyway, this day on the when you scored 108 versus Durham, can you name the other players in your Lancashire team? Let's see how many oh. you can get. I, right. I'll give you a clue. Two of them you play with now.
1: Yeah, that's quite easy. So that that would be Ammer and Jordan. Yeah. Um, Oh, and you know, before I go through the rest of the team, we ended up losing that game, I think. Um, right on, literally, the final few overs on the second day. It's a two-day game. Um, yeah. And the reason we ended up losing that game was because Jordan was uh, giving out LB right at the end of day <laughs> two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so blame Jordan.
1: Think, yeah, blame Jordan. I think he's still adamant that he wasn't out.
0: Well, yeah, he's never been out, Jordan.
1: No, exactly. Right. So any more names? Team, yeah, So Tom Hardman would have played. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, R.I.P. Tom. Yeah. I think he, he, you know, sadly passed away whilst we're at Uni, actually. Yeah. And I
0: did have a look at his stats. Unbelievable stats. Yeah. He uh, yeah. had. Yeah, what a what a shame.
1: Yeah. What a player he was. Um. You know, he, he actually came over into the Ribblesdale League as well and played at Cleverall for a year. Right. Um, if I remember. Um. So yeah, sad. Um. Who else played? Luke Perry was Yeah, player, yeah so we had
0: another one. Yeah, so good, he still plays, I think, is it Flixton or something?
1: Yeah, top order left hand bat. He's a yeah, he's a good bat. Um who else we had? Toby Bullcock and Aaron Lilly.
0: Aaron Lilly, yeah. Now I noticed <laughs> I had a good look at the games you played. Aaron Lilly was either ten or eleven in most of them. Yeah. <laughs> and fast forward a few years, he's, he's, he's batting three in T20 and opening the batting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's amazing how uh, things can change.
1: Oh, I know. Well, that year, we 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 actually did really well that year because um, we I think we ended up getting to the final of the one-day competition that we had. Um, we ended up getting rained off, so we couldn't actually play the final. It was down in Warwickshire mm-hmm. somewhere against Leicestershire, I think. Um but, we, you know, we got there because we had two class spinners. I mean, Aaron and Toby that year just bowled so well between them.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a really good combination. Right, any other names you can think of? Um, I feel like Akib Zulfika might be one yeah, of them. Yeah, he was yeah. on there. Yeah, you're doing pretty well. Um, you only got three more to get. Can you get them?
1: Oh, I don't think so.
0: Right, There's so a Josh, Josh Rushmore. Rushmore. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Boardman.
1: Oh, yeah, Jack.
0: And there was an Adam Hayes.
1: Okay, so Jack and Adam were were my age. That was the year we we were all playing in the year above us.
0: Right. So you got a ton when you were younger. That's a great effort.
1: Yeah, well, that was my best year.
0: There was one player playing for Durham who's now a current professional playing at Leicester. And I think he got 150 in that game.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he did. He's ridiculous. Ben Rain.
0: Yeah, Ben Ray, good. i not a bad memory, that.
1: 100 before lunch, I think.
0: Wow. And he's more of a bowler now, I think, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. (laughs) Right, so, moving on back to your senior career. Cherry, did you have any success as a club? Any trophies or finals or any league championships?
1: Um, Not in senior cricket, no. Um, As we were... You know, go back to five or six of us all being quite young and, and experienced when we got up to the first team. Um, you know, we, we we always did all right, but we were never really challenging for any uh, league titles or cup trophies. I think there were a, we might have won a second team or a third team trophy, um, mm. but I can't remember that vividly.
0: Okay. And of course... Um... Did you get to play with Mark
1: Adfield? And did play with Mark, yeah. So he was one of the people who, yeah, he, he left Darwin and came over to Cherry Tree. And, you know, we we actually formed quite a good partnership. There was, I guess, in the top four back then, there was myself, Ammer, Mark and the pro. Um, mm. So it was always quite interchangeable whether, you know, myself or Ammer opened or myself and Mark or myself, uh, or Ammer and Mark um but, yeah, the, the three of us and a pro in there actually did quite well as a top four.
0: Yeah, Mark, I don't know if you noticed that Mark is uh, self-isolating. He's uh, <laughs> in his, uh, his daily his daily briefings on what he's done, his cycling, his kettlebells. But, uh, It'll be interesting
1: yeah. to see if he's listening to this because I'll try and make my tone not as monotone as his.
0: <laughs> yeah. I didn't realise Barrows was at camp until I saw his uh, Instagram. But it didn't used to be when he played at Darwin. Anyway... So, 2014, uh, sorry, 2012, uh, you made a massive decision and actually changed clubs. What was the thinking? Because you went to uh, Oral Red Triangle.
1: Yes, so moved to Oral. Um, It was basically on the back of I spent a winter down in Australia. Um, You know, really enjoyed it. If anyone gets a chance to, you know, great experience, and I, I recommend that you do it. Um, you know, just playing the cricket out there is so much different to the Ribblesdale League, is what I realised. Um, obviously, you sort of get stuck in your little bubbles, don't you? Thinking, oh, you know, mm. playing at Cherry Tree, you love it here. There's not really much else, but yeah, I took a trip down to Australia. Um, I mentioned Joe Bolton again. He um, he actually came out that same year, so we sort of went um, as friends. Obviously, we, we sort of split up when we were there because he was on the mm-hmm. east side of Melbourne. I was on the west side. Um, but yeah it was good to actually go out there with someone else it, it, the cricket was really good and it, when I came back uh, and played another season in the Ribbles Day League I just sort of knew that I wanted to go and challenge myself somewhere somewhere else um, Liverpool, come, to be honest I wasn't actively looking um, mm. you know, it was just a thought that was going through my head uh, and anyway I was uh, at uni in Leeds at, at the time and just sat in a car park one day, waiting to pick one of my mates up for something. And I uh, had a phone call off a number that I didn't recognise. Anyway, it was Andrew Mercer. Um,
0: another former tower. Exactly. Yeah. That was another Schrader
1: Yeah, so I had the phone call from him. Um, just had a bit of a discussion. He'd sort of heard that I might fancy a move away. Um, and yeah, that was that, really.
0: Oh, so it's obviously hard leaving your you sort of parent club. Uh, and one you've grown up with but sometimes you've just got to make that decision just so you can further yourself and just test yourself and see how good you you really are i suppose
1: yeah exactly and i was only 19 at the time still so it's not like i was but yeah there's plenty of time in the future and here we are sort of 10 years later
0: yeah um so when you went to oral um you had a pretty good time of it personally didn't you (laughs) Uh, looking at your statistics, you had three seasons there and you scored 2,298 runs, which is not bad. It's 500s in there yeah. as well, and 1350s. Yeah. Um, and I know it's a good deck down there, and a lot of the tracks over that way are, are, are really good. Um, so, how did you find playing that sort of cricket? Because it's different kind of cricket, isn't it? It's not just win lose. Um, You're looking at draw cricket. Yeah,
1: exactly. So for people that don't know, they play sort of time cricket. I think it's 110 overs in a day. Um, And as a batting side, you can bat for 55 overs and get bonus points. If you bat first, you can carry on batting past that. Um, You know, sort of 60, 65 overs if you want. But then obviously you get less overs at trying to bowl the team out. Um, And yeah, I I enjoyed it. It it was proper cricket because... Proper cricket in the sense that you don't sort of just throw your wickets away in the last sort of five, seven overs. You know how sometimes you can see that quite a lot of times in 50-over cricket where teams can be sort of, you know, 200 for four going into the last 10 overs and, you know, you just start to try and up it a bit and, you know, you lose more wickets and sometimes it does you more harm than good. Um, but that, that form of cricket actually leads to proper cricket where, you know, you, you as an opening batsman or number three, um, you know, you can really set yourself out to bat a long time, 40 overs, 50 overs. Um, doesn't really matter the rate you're going because you know that you can bat past 55 if you need to. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed it. Like you say, the wickets were really good out that way. And Oral was probably one of the best um, and probably still is one of the best. The groundsman, uh, groundsman at the time, Esmond, was a uh, you know, great groundsman. and He really took care. Uh,
0: Oh, lost you then? I'm back. Oh, you're back. <laughs> there you <are>. yeah. <laughs> he was just saying what a great groundsman uh, you had. Uh, so yeah, it always helps when you've got a good groundsman, especially when you're yeah. a batter. Um, so I mean, obviously you were getting a lot of runs, and I know Merce got a lot of wickets. Um, but you never managed to, to get promotion, which is surprising because every year you were always pushing, you're always close. Yeah,
1: it was really frustrating because, I mean, that was the the massive aim for the whole club at that time because um, they'd not played in the Premier League um, and they'd worked their way up and were so close and I think we just missed out, well, twice. Uh, the two full seasons that I was there, we'd just missed out and then during the third season I actually had to move uh, away. Um but yeah, we were so close and you know, we had such a good team, and again we were quite young cause, um, you know, obviously myself, uh, you know, I was quite a pivotal um batter in that team, only being nineteen, twenty years old. Mark came across with me. Mark had a couple of decent seasons. Um we also had a couple of lads, Tom Jones, who's not the Welsh singer, but um he's back at Oral now, went to play at Northern for a couple of years. Um you know, good baller, but again, he was only young, probably 16 at the time. Um, and Mark Waddington as well, who was another great cricketer, uh, a young lad just coming through playing first team cricket. Um, but he's now a professional footballer,
0: right? Yeah, so I, I saw Tom Jones play a little bit in the junior county setup. Um, yeah, yeah. good, good all rounder. Um, so I know he had a really good side, he always surprised you know, from an outsider looking in that you never actually managed to get promotion. And then you said that you, you had to leave at the end of the season, at the end of one of the seasons. Uh, but that was for sort of work and college reasons. So do you want to talk about your move down South and playing a little bit yeah, of cricket um, there?
1: That was for work reasons. So came to the end of my three years at uni, uh, decided that I wanted to try and get a job down in London. Um, Yeah, that went quite well. Got a job down there, moved down for a couple of years. And, you know, obviously, having played cricket all my life, I was like, right, I want to try and find a cricket team. Um, And there are a couple of options for me down there, really, because there's the Middlesex County, uh, Middlesex Premier League, I think it's called, um, which is more central London, uh, which is obviously close to where I lived. Um, Got in contact with the club. They, They didn't really seem that interested in me joining. So it was more of a case of like, right, okay, well, I'm, if you're not going to be bothered about me joining, then I'm not going to uh, waste my time. Anyway, I contacted an, another club that was in the home counties Premier League called Harefield. Um Now, that's not so much central London, but as the name of the league suggests, it's in the home counties in sort of Oxfordshire, Buckinghamshire, those sorts of places. Um Mm. So it involved a bit more travel, but yeah, you know, I ended up finding a great club in Harefield with a lot of great people, uh, and I guess that's that's one thing that, you know, we, we've gone through sort of three different clubs here, but they're all full of great people.
0: Yeah. So what kind of Very cricket did they play down Liverpool
1: there? Because uh, it's an ECB Premier League. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it was the time cricket, 110 overs, pretty much exactly the same as the Liverpool comp. I
0: imagine oh, the wickets yeah. were the pretty wickets good down right. there, weren't Very they? Very good. Yeah. So, brilliant. And then, 2016, you finish your exams. There's a, a team up north, really struggling. Can't get a pro for the last two games of the season. Your little brother rings you up and uh, <laughs> asked if you could sub-pro for the last two games just so we had a player. And uh, they turned into being too Pretty good game for yourself. 69 not out against Chorley in a win, and 43 not out in a win against in our last ever game in the Northern League. What do you, what do you remember <laughs> about remember
1: that? I remember both games very well. Um, and it was quite a strange time for me, obviously, because I, I decided that I wanted to move back up. Um, so I left London uh, after the two years, moved back up. And it was strange because it was the cricket season, but I wasn't actually playing for anyone. You know, it was a long way to travel back down to London for a game of cricket every weekend for three or four weeks that I missed. Um, And anyway, yeah, Mark said, "Oh look, you know, we need a sub pro for the last two games because we don't have anyone." Um, So obviously, I did it. Um, I remember being nervous for the Jolly game. Obviously, I didn't really know anybody. I knew of people and I knew about people at the club, but you know, I'd not really sort of seen anyone or met anyone probably since I was about. 12, 13 years old, Um, so yeah, I was nervous going into that first game, Uh, and then the second game, that Kendall one, I I remember it just being a great laugh, Uh, we hired a mini-boss and Tariq drove us up to to Kendall, I think.
0: Yeah, I think some idiot came dressed (laughs) as WD Grace, and uh, with a flannel shirt on, played a bit of cricket in that. Yeah, no, it was it was a good way to finish uh, our last ever game in the Northern League because we'd really struggled that year. And to finish with two wins was was really good. Uh, so, and then he officially became a member of the club and a and a player as we moved into the Lancashire League. What was your first impression as the club um, as a whole?
1: I can't really remember what my first impression was so much, but I I do remember being nervous, like I said, just because of um. You know, never really playing for Darwin before, and obviously Mark had been there for a couple of years by this point. Mark had probably been there for two or three years mm-hmm. already, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just just the fact that I had to go and meet all these people who I sort of sort of knew and knew about. Um, it's just different, actually. Yeah, having that thought in your head and then going to meet everyone. But I'd been down to Darwin quite a few times, obviously before and. Um, played there on numerous occasions whether it be for the town team or you know, I think even some uh, county games maybe one or two on oh, for the Lanks Colts team uh, I remember playing against Darwin um, so I, I knew what the club was all about and I knew what it was like to be down there
0: Yeah and it was our first ever season in the Lancashire League um, so it was a lot of first for everybody that season Um the first year in League can you remember because you started off pretty well yeah, then, you were I the remember bat.
1: the first year being quite quite good and like you say it was it was new for everyone so I guess that helped me tra- yeah I guess that helped me transition into the club because uh, like you say if it was new for everyone else going into that it didn't really seem uh, much of a deal with me joining the club because everyone was sort of moving in a new direction um, but yeah the season started well and you know as a, as a whole we did well that year
0: Yeah, I think you know we. I think the excitement running through the club was was evident, and some fantastic games of cricket, um, and we, we managed to win most of them, which was really pleasing. Um, any any standout games we've had in our our first three years in the Lancashire League? Obviously, Lancashire Cup final will stick in the Worsley Cup final. Will yeah, stick in mind. Yeah, obviously all
1: those finals, and I guess sometimes what I remember more is rather than the colossal games that we've had, the games where we've you know, where we've really played well, we've really gelled, and you know, scored in, in excess of three hundred. Um, and then bowled teams out quite cheaply, or you know, if if we've not bowled them out cheaply, just knowing that you're probably going to win if you post a score of three hundred. And, and I do re- recall, you know, we've probably done that on close to ten occasions.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> until this modern year, I know you guys. There's a lot more aggressive cricket going. I was. Brought up on a bit more turgid cricket, where you you value your wicket a bit more, but you lot like of the younger generation, you know, they they go for it from ball one, which is brilliant to watch. It's much more entertaining cricket in my in my eyes. But it's hard for an old <laughs> timer like me to adapt and get my head around some of the shots sometimes. But uh, yeah, no, it's been absolutely fantastic. And playing win lose cricket, I, something I've really enjoyed. Cause I wasn't a massive fan of time cricket and, and limited overs sort of cricket. Um, so I've really enjoyed that and it's been great playing with you Um, nice to have some talent in the team Um, I always think you can get a few more runs I'm sure you probably think the same and you probably think the same of me but um, I mean it's not just you've got involved on the cricketing side you've also well for one you've moved as close to the ground as you possibly can so you've become an official Darwiner even though you weren't born at Bull Hill like some of us were. Um and you also come onto the committee. And uh, do you want to talk about some of the work you've done there on the committee with yeah. your events you've organised?
1: With the um, the house move, it got to a point where when I did move back from London mm. and I was living with my mum and dad again, I was like, Oh god, I can't do this for much longer. You know, and <laughs> the great people, my mum and dad, and it is good living at home, it does have its perks, but as a however old I was twenty-six or twenty-seven um i was like right i need to get out here um so where do i go to (laughs) um and yeah i was like right if i move as close as i can to a club i can you know rent one of my rooms out to pro every year when when they come over and that's been great having calvin and marcus here um for the two years that i've been here um in terms of committee yeah just helping organize stuff um Sometimes we struggle with club functions and getting a lot of people down, but you know, I really value everything that goes on down at the club, and I think it's quite important for everyone to have that sort of strong bond and friendship with each other down there. You can see it most of the time, but it's just sort of building on that, and so, you know if we can if we can carry on increasing the numbers down at the club, there's no reason why we can't start getting well full capacity and um Down at these events, you know, even if it's just little band nights and things. Um, But yeah, some of the big events that we've had over the past couple of years, the Beer and Gym Festival. um, Yeah, I I was part of that, but I can't take much credit for it because, you know, Nev, your brother, um, he sort of led that from the start, and it's been, you know, it's been fantastic, and I think we can build on that. Um, Darius also has played a huge part in that. and I guess just helping out with all little bits, including organising a golf day. I'm aware that the golf day had sort of, I don't know, not not gone rubbish, but it sort of peaked, and you know numbers might have been dwindling year on year. Um, so I sort of took it upon myself to pick that back up and try and get the numbers, and hopefully we'll still be able to get the the golf day in this year on the 31st of July. Um, you know, we've had a nod from Dom, but. Darwin Golf Club, um, that we can do that, so that'll be good and something to look forward to. Uh, I guess another one that we've done is the Lancashire 2020. Um, they're always good days, you know. I know, I know you work and Jordan works, and you know, some people can't attend sometimes, but I think last year we had 42 people go over, <laughs> which,
0: yeah, I, uh, was it rained off the last season's rained off? Yeah, because I was really worried about that because I was due to work that day um, <laughs> with 40-odd of you lot in the crowd. I think I was going to be playing quick cricket with some kids on the pitch. So I was really worried it was going to be in front of you lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's such a unfortunately shame. Unfortunately, it day got day rained it off.
1: doesn't mean that we didn't have a good day still. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, it can always tell when the lads have had a good day yeah. because uh, everyone's <laughs> asleep in changing rooms the day after. Uh, right. So, yeah, you put some really good work in there, but y- you've got a job now that a lot of people want. But when you've got it, it's a difficult job. You're a club captain. How's that <laughs> yeah, been? So I guess one season in.
1: Is, is the word to use, isn't it? Um, you know, you're actually in a bit of a. it's a luxury being first-team captain as opposed to second-team or third-team captain because they're the people who ultimately struggle when um, you've got selection issues. And sometimes on a Tuesday night, we can be sat either at the club or at the sunny house for a good hour, hour and a half, just discussing um, team selections and who should be playing, who shouldn't be playing, you know, why can't they play? Um, It's something that, especially during the summer holidays, when people go away, you know, I think there was probably three or four weeks in a row consecutive last year where we really struggled to get teams out. Um, and that was also because we had quite a few injuries in mm. the first team. You know, people like Cammy and Wade, you know, they, they just couldn't bowl. Um, and that re- that really made us suffer mm. for, yeah, like I say, a good month. Um, so, yeah, that the main difficulty is that. Um, I guess the, the other difficulty is actually managing people's expectations of what they're going to be doing in the team. Um, I guess from one year of doing it, that's something I can work on uh, actually communicating with people saying, okay, this is what you, I want your role to be. This is where, you know, not just from my point of view, but as a selection committee, we, you know, with the help of Gary who heads that up, um, you know, we actually need to look at what people's roles are and where we see them going. Cause I think this is quite important for the future. We've got some kids coming through now at the sort of fifteen, sixteen um age range who who look like promising cricketers and the quicker we can bed them into sort of well, having real strong roles in third team and second team cricket, then the quicker we'll be able to get them onto the first team.
0: Yeah, you you're right. I mean, obviously I've been captain myself for three years and um... The difficult bit is off the pitch, and it's it can be really frustrating, especially when you've got people like myself who only play one game a weekend. Um, and obviously, with your injuries, but yeah, and, and giving roles to people in a team that's something I really struggle with um, because you want to win, um, and you want to you want to win most games, but giving people a role can be difficult at times. That's something that I've struggled with, and is is something that. Um, you know, will affect your captaincy and and the way you've got to manage your players so you can keep them keen and coming back. Because what you don't want is a lot of players that don't want to yeah. come and to the I, first I thing because they don't really do. One thing in our
1: team is that we've got a lot of all-rounders, so there's a lot of people from you know anyone from six mm. down to eleven. Tennis cookies playing six down to eleven, where you know that batting lineup could change. Any of those people come back in any of those positions and, you know, that that's something that I, I need to try and, um, I guess, manage going forward.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, last <laughs> season, at least everybody got a bat every game, virtually for us. <laughs> um,
1: any um, highlights from your first year as Worsley captaincy? Um, you know, you, you take on captaincy after winning the Worsley Cup two years before that, winning the Lancashire knockout the year before. Um, you know, managing to get to two finals again and, you know, luckily being successful in one of them. Um, you know, that is a highlight. And just, just getting to share it with everyone down there. Um, you know, it made it extra special with it being at home that day. Um, you know, and it was a great day and, a, you know, a wonderful evening. Yeah, so... Got a
0: few more things I want to touch on before we finish up I don't want to keep you oh, all yeah. day, you know. i sure you're busy and locked down. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, so I want to talk about your bowling. Uh,
1: I so did, when you were younger, bowler, yeah. you used to do quite this a lot was, of bowling, uh, didn't you? Yeah, a young age, up to
0: 13, 14. So what happened with your, with your bowling? Because I, I, I mean, we used to hear really good things about you a good all rounder. Um, I just. What happened I had with a really your bowling back
1: injury, um, to the extent where I'd literally bowled but I couldn't walk after it. Um, and you know, this was at the time where at that age you're only allowed to bowl four or five over spells. Um, and I, I remember it so vividly where there'd be a couple of times where you saw a bowl and you know, you're a young age, so you just thought, Oh, that hurts, you know, get on with it. Anyway, I did it did. It came to a stage where one time I was just bowling and I think I would bowled about th- I think about three or four overs, and I physically couldn't walk after it. Um, so whether it was like a stress fracture in the back or something, mm. I've got no idea. But yeah.
0: Looking at your yeah, looking <laughs> at your ball in action now, <laughs> you can really see why you had a bad back because it's absolutely awful. So, I mean, you did a little bit of bowling last year, didn't you? Uh, in a few cup games and and what have you. Now, do you want to tell the members and everyone who's listening to this podcast how you managed oh, so to get we're just gonna relegated gloss and move we'll past the wicket in
1: the Lancashire League? Oh, no, not the Lancashire League, in the Lancashire knockout.
0: Oh, have yeah, you? Who? who uh,
1: Horwich in the semi final.
0: Oh, did you? Who were that against? <laughs> All right. Oh, well, there you go. Um, right. Okay, we've glossed past that now. All right. So go on, talk us about that yeah, day so you've against Roxdale and to relegated stage Church.
1: Where I don't think many people actually wanted to bowl towards the end of it. I think it was a game where um I think the outcome was pretty uh sorted. I think we I think yeah, I think we'd won that game pretty much uh, already. Um so I was just like, Oh, I'll just bowl then. Uh turns out that Steve Steve wasn't it? yeah, the guy at Rochdale, the bowler at Rochdale, decided to take a liking to my little off spin that don't really turn that much. Mm. Uh, decided to hit me over my head a couple of times. Well, probably three times. Um, it took me for about twenty, didn't he? That over.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they were all big full tosses. <laughs> so I think most people like big full tosses. Uh, and they did they, they managed to get the one bonus point. That yeah, they I need. think
1: it was like an extra bonus point. So here. the church were relegated, <laughs> and didn't then, they? Yeah, they sent church down by a point. I think.
0: so disgraceful captain to that. Right, just to finish, go on. I'm gonna ask you a few quick fire questions. Uh some of them might be a bit challenging. Right, first one. Ooh. What's your favourite ground you ever played on?
1: Darlington.
0: Darlington. <laughs> we all know that ground well. What was so good around, about it?
1: Um I saw it was what it was for a Lanx game, Lanx Juniors game. Uh, we were playing Durham, we, ter- we turned up there and it was just, you turn up and it was like a ex-county ground. Um, so, you know, you've got a huge a seating mm. area on one side and it just, it just felt like a real good ground. And at the time, I think I was only about 15. Uh, and obviously it was a lot different to the grounds I played at in the Rebelsdale League at that time.
0: Yeah. Um, Um, so best professional you've ever played with
1: is just going to stick out forever is Zahore Lahi he was the first professional that I played with at Cherry Tree when I started playing in the first team Um, you know he was such a good player Pakistani uh, and he was probably in his late 30s if not 40 at the time and you know he's just won so many games for us uh, at that point Um, I guess in terms of you know, actual stature, I've played with uh, Justice Chibaba. Uh, He's Zimbabwean, Uh, just actually being announced as Zimbabwe's captain. Oh, yeah. So I think Uh at the time he was, um, yeah, just played in a 2020 World Cup for Zimbabwe. Uh, And then he was playing down at Harefield when I joined them in London. Go on. Fantastic. Uh, I can probably trump that.
0: Vernon Philander. Go on then, I'll yeah. add that in there. There you go. David Visa. we've had a few. We've had a few good ones knocking around there. Um, oh, Best amateur you've ever played um, with? That's a
1: tough one. Um, well, going back down to... Harefield, that's a tough question. A guy who was... Captain and open the batting for us called Simon Macy. He um he'd played a bit of minor county stuff. Um and at the time, I think he was average. Put it this way, we, we were a team who were at, towards the bottom of the league. And I think his batting average was about 55 <laughs> uh as an amateur. Um actually outperforming the wow. pro that Justice Chababa. Um so yeah, I'd have to go with him.
0: <laughs> so someone we all know and we can have reference to nice one um, right do you prefer playing win-lose I cricket think or time the cricket the better
1: format is win-lose um, what am I suited to probably time cricket just where you can bat all day um, but yeah I think the win-lose format that we're currently playing is, is the best format
0: right Lockdown is in. I think the Which sunniest. Which pub do you, with, do you miss the most? Gone at, yeah,
1: gone are the days of the Bridgewater till four Get in or the whatever time it closes. I know. No. We, I think oh, you're,
0: you're maturing, I can't it believe be it. You're maturing, times, growing up. Sitting in the snug in the sunniest. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I keep We keep going on walks um, past the sunniest. Think, oh, can we just nip in for a beer? But sadly, that's not happening at the minute. Oh, did it? I think Jane could be Oh, they do ice cream now, so that's lovely. <laughs> well they did. Yeah. Um, right. Would you rather have a night in with Sophie around the fire pit on a lovely summer's night? Or a night. I mean, around there's Dall no better feeling the than that, that some beers after a win. win.
1: Um and Sophie has now been around for long enough that she realizes it only takes one person to say, Oh, we're going into Darwin then, and it happens. So I think she's uh, she'll be happy for me to say that.
0: All right, okay, well, we'll see how that goes down. Um, right, last one <laughs> a night in with Reese, uh, when he was single, which was every night, and you could round at your <laughs> house, or would you rather be in lockdown and self isolation? Oh.
1: Um. It depends how much he was talking, wasn't it? Um...
0: Yeah. So just just, just be normal, Reece, really. so just talking <laughs> we'll go, non-stop. Right.
1: Well, we'll say lockdown, just lockdown and self-isolation just for the yeah controversy.
0: <laughs> Great stuff. Well, thanks a lot for joining us today, today. Scott. It's been really good learning learn. After you with a few of the members of learns a bit more about you because you are a new player um, only been in the club a few years um, good luck with your captaincy uh, we're all with you undefeated so far this season so that's absolutely fantastic and uh, look forward to seeing you in a few weeks might be a golf day might be the first yeah, time we be. see each other um, for, yeah, cheers, for a while but uh, oh, yeah, it'll be great to see you to then
1: getting back to it whenever we can and hope thank you, you too
0: Cheers, everyone. Yeah, I hope you locked down well. Cheers, Scott.